0: Welcome to JAG Talk, a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Listen to in-depth discussions about different legal fields and hear insights and lessons learned from practitioners across our enterprise. Chapter 26, Legalman Conversations, Mentorship and Headquarters Insights. Welcome to our podcast, Mentorship and Headquarters Insights. I'm Chief Jeff Greener, the Chief of Defense Paralegal Programs for DCAP. I'm joined today by Mass Chief Legalman John Dal Ritchie. She is a Senior Enlisted Advisor to the Judge Advocate General and Command Mass Chief for Naval Legal Service Command. Thank you for taking part in this podcast, Mass Chief.
1: Well, thank you, Chief.
0: So the first question that we have today is uh, from the fleet in regards to the mentorship program. The question is, can the LNs have some sort of mandated mentorship program?
1: Well, it's great that you've asked that question chief because we just released actually friday the 19th of october it hit the streets officially our brand new jag corps ln mentoring program instruction Um, this is a joint jag and c nilsk instruction so it applies to all lns throughout the fleet regardless of assignment Um, this instruction was um, basically created by LNs in the fleet. So this wasn't a headquarters, great idea. Uh, This was a product developed by a working group from LNs throughout the fleet. And um, we think it's pretty representative of what the LNs were asking for in terms of a formalized instruction. Uh, And it applies to all LNs, even, even me.
0: So what kind of benefits can we see out of this mentorship program? Uh, for our fleet sailors especially those that might be geographically disconnected
1: so I think a lot of our success in this community um, is tied to networking and making sure that we stay apprised of all the changes as they're happening so I think this is going to strengthen some of the communication um, avenues I guess for lack of a better word um, that we'll have in um, It's a chance for people to get, you know, just different ideas and different ways of looking at things, just different perspectives. Uh, So in the end, you know, I think it's really going to increase professional development and competency of our LNs, which will then um, make the job more enjoyable and make sure we're getting mission accomplished.
0: Okay. I appreciate that, Archief. Uh To follow up on that, uh, if you're, if we have our junior legal men that are either beginning their first tour in the middle of the first tour, or maybe they've just moved to a new area to start one of their other tours, how are they going to find a uh, mentor that uh, might help them through this process of becoming a legal man or becoming a better legal man?
1: Okay, uh, so first of all, as I talk to sailors throughout the fleet about the possibility of a mentorship program, uh, the one message I got loud and clear was that they did not want to be assigned anybody. Um, They wanted to have the opportunity to select somebody. Uh, And and I get that, right? Um, So what we're doing is offering through, JagLink I think is going to be the, the way to do it, the ability for them to look at LNs who are available available to be mentors, um, and that's either going to be through the program manager providing biographies. Uh, but I really think that Jaglink is going to be the best way to do that. And and LNs can go to Jaglink now um, and they can input some search criteria. Maybe they want mentorship on a a type of duty that they are aspiring to later on in their career. Um, and they can do a search of LNs that have done that type of duty, or maybe they want a mentor who has been dual military or a single parent or just whatever the case is, uh, and and JagLink will allow them to do that. What we need, though, is for all of the LNs to actually be up on JagLink and for them to fill out that profile information and biographical information uh, so that they're easily searched and will come up in one of those search engines as a possibility as a mentor. And of course, check the block interested in being a mentor. Uh, but I really see that as the way moving forward um, in terms of the elements being able to find somebody to, to be a mentor. And let me just say this one last thing about mentorship, too, is, um, you know, we all have a lot of friends out there uh, and and friends tend to, well, real friends are, friends are going to tell you what you need to hear anyway. but. Sometimes that's not always the case. Um, Don't look for the mentor that's just going to tell you what you want to hear. LNs need to be searching for that mentor that is going to push them beyond their comfort zone, um, push them beyond what they think are their own limitations, and tell them what they really need to hear and not necessarily what they want to hear. Um, So search out those kind of people, uh, those other LNs like that, to be a mentor.
0: So it kind of sounds like we should, when looking for a mentor, get outside of our comfort zone, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think that's the way to um, really figure out what your limitations are and, and um, challenge yourself. Um, you can't, if you continue to do the same thing the same way all of the time, then you don't really grow and, and just get better at the jobs that we, we need you to get jobs get better at in terms of um, that next duty assignment or even develop in your own personal um, life as well, I guess.
0: Okay. Uh, That kind of feeds into the next question regarding uh, becoming a more well-rounded sailor, in LN. Uh, How does one really go about becoming more well-rounded?
1: Well, let me start off by saying that first and foremost, we need you to be a subject matter expert as an LN. Um, that is the foundation for everything to grow from from that point on Um, anything else that would typically be considered for a well-rounded sailor really doesn't help and it doesn't mean much if first and foremost our our legal men our paralegals are not subject matter experts Um, you know I think traditionally Navy has put a lot of focus, uh, and and we, the community included, has put a lot of focus on collateral duties, ComRELs, um, CPO365. And those things are important, um, but they're not more important than being a no kidding, fantastic paralegal. Um, So especially for our brand new LNs out there, I need them to focus, and our JAG Corps needs them to focus on really learning the job, getting proficient, getting efficient, because um, with proficiency will, will come some efficiencies. Uh, and then the well-rounded, look, that's other ways for mission accomplishment. Maybe it's their um, qualifications, warfare qualifications. Uh, other qualifications based on the the command that they're at, other watch standing duties, things that are going to um, be beneficial to the mission, Um, being part of uh, a peer organization, whether it's a CSAT or a Petty Officer Association, and of course collateral duties that are impactful to the mission. And when you have one of those and you're given an opportunity to lead in one of those areas, rock it, own it, make it yours and take it to the next level. Um, and that's where I think our LNs will also grow and become a more well-rounded sailor. But don't, don't do that at the expense of being a no kidding. I'm a paralegal, I'm a subject matter expert as a legalman. That's that's why you're here. That's what the Navy's paying you to do. Um, and that's what we need you to do first. Everything else kind of comes after that. Still important, but in terms of priorities, it's got to be balanced out.
0: So when it comes to sailors that are uh, at a branch office mm-hmm. or at a geographically isolated area, Uh, where they may not be right next to a real or they're of one as an independent duty or they maybe just only have one other JAG in their office, how do they go about learning uh, about these other areas of law that might be outside of uh, what they're doing in the day-to-day? For example, if if you're at a uh, defense service office in a branch office that's not around a a bunch of other legal folks, how do you learn about legal assistance or uh, operational law?
1: That's a great question, and I think it's a challenge that we've had. I mean, we're certainly not the only rating that that has that challenge in terms of um, not doing everything within uh, within your rating, not always doing all of the jobs. Um, so I would say reach back, reach back to the RSO, reach back to the DSO. Um, so I have. Pretty much every AOR, every AOR is um, broken up by the geographic location of that servicing role. so. And every single one of those AORs have either a Master Chief or a Senior Chief who is that Senior LN in the AOR um, who is responsible for the training, professional develop, development, well-being of the LNs um, within that geographic area Uh, so if you've reported to a command and even if it might not be near the headquarters or it might not be you know in a large fleet concentrated area like that find out who that senior LN is uh, of your AOR and reach out to them because there's a we send a ton of information out either through JAG news through emails um, Posted on SharePoint, whatever the case may be. Uh, So we want to make sure that all the LNs are tied into that and and they're getting that information. Uh, Another resource would be the uh, professional development officer who is assigned to all of the RILSOs and they too are responsible uh, for those specific um, geographic AORs. So there's just a ton of resources out there. It just may take a little bit of... Of reaching out on the part of the LNs to, hey, say, hey, I'm here, add me to whatever distribution list you're on, you know, you have so that we can make sure they're getting that
0: information. So essentially, the LN really needs to be more proactive, so to speak, in communicating with, uh, within their AOR mm-hmm. and finding those experts in the areas that they're weak at. Uh, in order to help them either study or learn about their job.
1: Yeah, essentially, essentially. Okay, excellent. Uh,
0: So the next question I have is in regards to... uh, So the next question I have is a fleet question. Uh, It's in regards to communication as well. Uh, The question is, what is the LN community doing to increase communication amongst branch office LNs, uh, either scattered in tiny commands, in CONUS or oconus?
1: Chief, that's a great question. Um, You know, and I have to be honest, I don't know that from the JAG Corps Headquarters perspective, um, I've really kind of thought through how to better the communications um, at the the command level uh, like that. Uh, So I think some things that we do have in place will help. Uh, One of those being the new mentorship program that we talked about earlier. Um, will as we talked about, increase the networking and communications among LNs. Um, and I think that'll shore up some of the seams we, we may be having in communication. So if uh, your mentee is not getting the information, but the, the mentee's mentor happens to belong to a, a larger real or something, then, then maybe they're more apt to share that information. Um, I think something like these podcasts... Uh, We just um, have started doing these on the enlisted side of the house. This is the first iteration that I am doing personally, Uh, so we'll get that word out. Uh, And then again, just relying on the senior LNs um, reaching out to the LNs within that AOR. And and I would say this, if if you haven't heard from somebody in a while, um, just be a little more proactive and, and reach out to someone. You know, we're human. We don't know what we don't know, right? And, and I may think you're getting this information. And I don't know any better until I've heard otherwise. So feed that information back up that LN chain of command so we can rectify it and fix it. All
0: right. Thank you, Madam Chief. Uh, the next question I have is also a fleet questions. Uh, it's in regards to the branch offices and detachments. Are the senior enlisted leaders of each of the RELSOs and DSOs mandated to visit each branch office or detachment?
1: So, Chief, each uh, each command has their own travel. Uh, they have their own travel funds. Uh, and typically what I've seen is uh, they'll rotate. And by they, I mean the CO, the XO, the SCL uh, will rotate to make sure that the branch offices are seeing somebody from... Uh, the the triad in the headquarters chain of command um, at some point throughout the year um, but from again a headquarters per- perspective we've not mandata- mandated uh, a minimum number of visits um, so i'll share this i i'm part of the article 6 inspection team that goes out uh, and conducts conducts the inspections of the realsos and the DSOs and part of the discussion I have with the enlisted is you know when was the last time uh, you've seen your senior enlisted Um, and they'll feed that information back to me I'll feed it back to the senior enlisted Uh, and nine times out of ten it's it's not a how do I say this uh, nine times out of ten it's it's just kind of an oversight maybe there were some other people that had gone to visit the command instead of the senior enlisted but uh, again commands are commands for a reason and commanding officers have command and they will determine how best to allocate the travel funds but if you haven't seen your SCL in a while hey just reach out and let somebody know let, let that SCL know so
0: they'll make the trip out there excellent thank you master chief uh, next question I have is in regards to technology procurement uh, within the Navy Legal Service Command. Uh, in particular, when will NOSC offices, all of them, uh, receive Surface Pros?
1: So sometimes we are just the um, subjects of uh, funding availability and the uh, supply system. So I do know that Code 67 has recently purchased a large number of surface pros Um, they're simply waiting for the vendors to fulfill that order uh, and then there's an entire process minor property accountability uh, and such that needs to take place before they can be allocated out to the fleet Um, so i don't have a great answer for this chief i just i just know that they're coming and be patient Um, they will be getting out there hopefully over the next few months, over the next several months. All
0: right. Thank you, Mass And finally, Mass Chief, uh, the last question I have for you is uh, just kind of like the way ahead for the LN community. What is your vision of the way forward for the legal men community? Uh, do you foresee growth or do you foresee uh, changes in our our process? Uh, I mean, you know Mick Smith's talked a lot recently about how detailing and Manpower might be changing in the Navy, even our evaluation system. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your insights on that
1: so chief i'll i'll say this um, the Ellen community is obviously going to change with the Navy, and a lot of those changes are very exciting and long overdue. Um, so we are poised to to change with those Navy changes, and I'll use the evaluation as an example. Uh, We have already prepared, if the Navy decides to go this way with evaluations, uh, with more competency-based performance marks, uh, we have already Uh, established what that looks like from E4 all the way up to E9, so we'll be ready to execute that if the Navy decides that we're going to do that. Um, And that's kind of where we are with um, all of the other changes as as well. If Navy detailing changes, we'll be part of that change. Um, Now in terms of education and training, uh, we're committed to the LPEP program. Um, We will continue to educate our LNs because we feel like that is such a key uh, part of our paralegal profession. Um, Yes, I understand that the Roger Williams education piece or the Roger Williams degree does not teach them how to do charge sheets and report chits, which is something that our LNs do day in and day out, But it teaches them something that you can't really train to, right, which is um, how to be critical thinkers, how to think outside the box, how to look at different scenarios and cases and apply independent sets of facts and and come up with a sound recommendation because it does not all fit neatly in a box. Uh, So that's the value of the education piece and why we're not going to change that. Um, we are looking towards a more structured training program in terms of mandating what the LNs are going to need to do to build their subject matter expertise. Uh, one of that is one of those items is the, the PQS, the LN PQS. Um, that is that next building block after LN accession, and in the LPEP semester at, at uh, NJS, uh, LNs will have two years to get it done, but they need to get it done because that's the practical piece of all the training that they received at NJS, so that just builds upon it. The LN Mid-Level 1 and 2 courses, Mid-Level 1 is offered online, and it has to be done in order to be accepted into Mid-Level Part 2. Uh, But that is our, for lack of a better word, our LPO course. So we intend to require this course of all of our LN1s. And then some of our LN2s will be able to take it if they're, you know, rolling into their second tour. Uh, And then the final uh, required course for the LNs will be the um, Senior LN course, which is for all of our uh, newly selected chiefs. Uh, So these are critical milestones um, throughout the LN's career that in the past we've just kind of left up to the LN's individual initiative to decide whether or not to attend it. Uh, And Because we have such awesome LN's, a lot of them have taken the initiative and attended them. Um, But we realize we we need to be a little more um, constructive, I guess. And, and laying out what, what we need our LNs to do and what we need them to learn. Um, so it's a little more of a clear career path for them. So those are just uh, a few of the things that uh, we're, we're foreseeing. And we'll, to, to better track those two mandatory courses, uh, we should foresee a tracking NEC to go with those as well. So I think that'll be one of the changes over the next year or so.
0: Okay. Thank you, Master Chief. That's all the questions I have for you today. Uh, did you have anything that you wanted to mention?
1: I do. Thank you. Um, you know, it, every opportunity I get to go out and visit our LNs is, um, is just so important to me because... Our folks are doing such phenomenal things out there. Um, You all are working hard. Um, We expect and demand a lot of our legal men, and they deliver each and every time. And I couldn't be more proud uh, that I get to lead the community um, here at OJAG headquarters. Uh, You know, it makes my job easy because it's such a great group of enlisted sailors to get to lead Uh, so i'll leave with one last plug we are still needing lns so please please um, you all are the examples you all are the rock stars um, and there are other enlisted sailors out there who want to be like you so bring them in we have not stopped our conversion efforts Uh, continue finding the talent, um, and training our reliefs. So thank you for the opportunity this afternoon, Chief.
0: Thank you again, Master Chief, for taking some time to speak to our community. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to JAG Talk, a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Visit jag.navy.mil for additional chapters of this podcast series. Thank you for tuning in.